Howdy. How do you do? How are you? Good to be here. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. Let me ask you this. If you had some negative impacts, some ups and some downs, the roller coaster of life, uh, maybe through this coronavirus thing, it's affected your job, your social life, your well-being. Uh, it's definitely hit all of us to some extent, uh, some worse than others and some better than others, but uh, there's definitely been some struggles for all of us, I think. And if that's you out there and you're struggling through the pains of addiction or a mental health disorder, uh, now's the time to seek some help. You can get the help that you need, uh, that you've long been wanting. I know for me, I wanted the help for a long time. It was really tough to reach out. And so finally that day came when I was exhausted. I was over it. I couldn't do it anymore. And I just pleaded, please help. And it was the biggest relief of my life. So let this be an opportunity for you to get back on track, get back to being the real you, and uh, get the help that you need. You're not alone. Let me remind you of that. Always important to point that out. And uh, my good friends over at Promises Behavioral Health uh, can help you do that. Here's what you can do. You got questions. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for a family member even. Uh, you can give them a call. You can go to the website. Let me give you both of those options here. The first one, promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash soberguy. They put a great page together for our partnership and working together, trying to help people get the help that they need. Uh, so one more time, that's www.promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash soberguy. It's in the show notes as well. Or you can just call 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. Uh, tell them that you heard about them from that Sober Guy podcast, and they can help you answer any questions, um, talk to you a little bit help you put or help put you on the right path for you or your loved one uh, and get the recovery, get the help that you need. So uh, shout out to Promises. Thanks for being a, a, a positive, valuable resource. We appreciate you guys. And uh, today's episode, man, it's a bit of a freestyle session. I got to say, I get an email uh, every week uh, from the Addiction Recovery e-bulletin. And there's some good articles in there, some interesting stuff. I haven't gone through it all. I haven't made show notes. I haven't done any of that. I'm just going to roll with it, and we're going to go down the list and go through some of this stuff and talk about it a little bit. So it uh, should be fun. Let's do the thing. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. Good to be here. I love this jam. This is humans, by the way, humans music. My homies from Canada, Peter and Robbie. Shout out to those guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate your music. Always some good jams going on. Uh, yeah. You're never bringing me down. Oh no. Look at that. I just want to sing. I just want to sing right now. Bump, 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 bump. Uh, all right, what's up? I'm glad to be on the microphone again. Glad you're here. Thank you for tuning in today. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. You're in the right place, as they say in the rooms. Uh, should be a good time today. We're going to freestyle a little bit and go over some of these different articles from Addiction Recovery e-bulletin. Let me just click on this here. I had it up a minute ago and it went out. 
Uh, but man, th things are slowly starting to get back to somewhat normalcy. Some stores are opening up. Some restaurants are opening up out here in Cali. We uh, we spent a whole bunch of money over the weekend going out to eat, uh, which was fun. So shout out to all the local spots for uh, for you know getting it together, being safe, of course, and uh, providing service. Uh, to all of us out there who are ready to get back to uh, some sense of normalcy in the world today. Uh, yeah, but I hope you're doing good. If you're struggling right now, you know, there's never been a better time to get sober than today. At the same time, I know how tough it can be, and especially going through some times like this, some weirdness, some uncertainty, a lot of things going on. I was talking to a couple people recently and just saying, like, I can't imagine trying to get sober right now in this moment. So if that's you out there, I just want to uh, congratulate you, honor you, and say stick with it. If you're new in it, just a couple weeks, a couple months, uh, whatever it is, just stick with it. And I promise you, you're not alone in it, and uh, you're going to get through it. It's going to get better. Uh, just do it one day at a time. Keep showing up and uh, listen to the podcast. Listen to this one. Listen to all, there's all kinds of podcasts out there. You got Dopey. Uh, you got, uh, how about Meditation Studio? Uh, I'm sorry, Meditation Studio. That is a different meditation uh, app. Let's see, where is it here? I'll give you a couple resources here. Oh man, I had a little bit going on in the throat there. That's Meditation, yeah, Meditation Studio by Muse. Some of my favorite meditations on there with Noel Levine. Compassion for suffering, learn to forgive, ease with everything. There's a couple of those on there. Uh, and then you have uh, Sober Meditations as well. I wanted to plug this one. Um, it's actually done by, well, my, my sponsor, Buddy C, started it, and he's had some other people contribute to it, and there's all kinds of good uh, meditations on there as well for cravings, um, different resources, uh, let's see, mini meditations, I mean, there's all kinds of, and I think he did the steps as well, he did 12 steps uh, meditations on there, so you can go on there, there's five minute ones, 10, 20 minute ones, he's put a lot of work into it, so I just wanted to give him a little love, a little shout out on that. Go check that out, Sober Meditations. You can get it on any of the app stores uh, as well and download that. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? What other podcasts are are there out there? Recovery Elevator, my buddy Paul over at Recovery Elevator got a great uh, great podcast there, great resource. Let's look it up right now. There's so many new ones. Let's just give some love to all the sober podcasts out there. We're just going to type in, I'm on iTunes right now, Sober Podcasts, okay? So let's see what comes up here. All right, you got that sober guy. Imagine that. The sober experiment. A sober girl's guide. How to stop drinking without willpower. The sober cast. That's AA meeting in a, in a podcast. That one's been around for quite a while. They got some great content on there. Sober as F you, you know, whatever that word is, podcast. Blanked out there. Seltzer Squad, Two Sober Chicks, Sober Pod. Uh, let's see. Mother Recovering, Bell's One Minute Message, Drunk Mom, Sober Mom, Alex and Lisa, The After Party, Sober Sister. I mean, gosh, there's all kinds of stuff on here. Gosh, I didn't even realize how many there was. I mean, it's awesome. People have just really taken advantage of the ability to start podcasts and uh, just ran with it. And so there's so much content. And look, here's what I'm getting at here. It's not about fixing you a podcast isn't going to fix you okay listening to this podcast or any other podcast it's not going to fix you but let me tell you what it will do and let me tell you how much feedback i've got from so many different people 
about what the podcast has done for them. And it's a little bit different for everybody, but one of the main themes, uh, main themes that I hear so often is it helps to bridge the gap. It helps to make you understand that you're not alone, that you hear some great stories from some other people who've been through some, th- some, some of the same things. And you go, wait, damn, I thought I was the only one going through that. Turns out there's a lot of people going through some of the same stuff. You know, so it helps bridge that gap. I can't tell you how many times too I've had people email me and say, hey, you know, I was always scared to go to a meeting or to go to a men's group or a women's group or, you know, go get involved somewhere in my, in my community and, and step out a little bit of my comfort zone, stop the isolation. And I walked, you know, I walked back and forth for, you know, for 30 minutes before I finally went in debating if I was going to go in. And when I did go in, it was the best decision I ever made. You know, and, and they continue to go to those groups or the meetings and just be involved with people, you know, and, and, and meet some new people and understand that they're not alone in this stuff. So just want to encourage you uh, to, uh, to, to do that. Find some sort of resources that can help bridge that gap for you and start the process of a solid foundation of recovery, whether it's 12-step, non-12-step, uh, you know, pers- smart recovery, uh, women's, men's groups, churches, uh, all kinds of different stuff. Um, uh, what what else? Uh, uh, I'm just totally drawing a blank on um, on this right now. Uh, man, I totally had something. That's the weirdest thing. I must be getting old. I turned 40 next year, baby. Jess turns 40 this year, so she's a little older than me. So congratulations to the Jess to that 41 coming up. I still got another year to go, but I swear sometimes I wonder. Because it's right on the... Oh, refuge recovery. That's what I was thinking. If you want to go down the Dharma path, you can, you got refuge recovery, similar uh, similar to 12-step. But my, my point is, is there's no one right way to do it. The only right way is the way that works for you. And I'm very open to that on the show. I don't... You know, 12-step for me was... Has worked, continues to work. Um, you know, and I have a, I have a few different elements. I've kind of hit on a, a, a few different programs. I've done some refuge. I've done celebrate recovery. I've done some AA, done a little bit of NA. I mean, I've kind of, you, you kind of got to test the waters out and see what, you know, what works. Um, so I just want to encourage you guys to do that again. I know I'm sounding like a broken record here. Uh, and then uh, we're going to move on to some of these articles. And also I wanted to say, here's how you can check us out. You can go to that soberguide.com resources on there. We got some sick hats uh, the California style hats are on there, some hoodies, um, some tank tops, some t-shirts. I think I even posted up some of the stickers. If you want to order some sober guy stickers, the California style logo, those are on there as well. There are a couple bucks. Uh, so you can go on there, that sober click on the store button on there. Uh, and you can also find it on Instagram at real, that sober guy. And now on parlor, that's P A R L E R parlor check out parlor it's a great platform for free speech and for social media and you can find uh you can find us now on parlor at real that sober guy same as on instagram at real that sober guy so go check us out on there uh okay let's do this today uh this comes from weekend addiction recovery e-bulletin looks like you can get this um i'll put this in the show notes in case you want to subscribe so we can give these guys a little little love on here um, for sending this out. I get it all the time. I, you know, I'm usually in a hurry with what I'm doing throughout the day because work can be pretty busy some days. And so I'll kind of skim over it 
And sometimes there's some there's some good articles, and sometimes I just don't have time to go through all of them. And I thought today, you know, I don't really have I didn't have a guest this week. I didn't really have anything going on. I thought, well, why don't we just go through some of this stuff and see like what kind of articles are in here? So that's what we're gonna do. And we're gonna start with this one: lowering the bottom, relapses are through the roof, overdoses are through the roof, and how the pandemic is up upping substance abuse. Um, this is a pandemic within a pandemic. I would agree on that. I feel like it's also a fear pandemic as well. Uh, this according to addiction expert, Tim Ryan, who's watched the coronavirus outbreak exab- exaggerate, I'm sorry, uh, exacerbate. That's a tough word to say when you're trying to do the two, the pre-existent opioid and mental health crisis. He's the star of A&E's 2017, uh, dope man and founder, a man in recovery foundation. I've I've talked to Tim a couple times. Good dude. Solid dude. Great story. Doing a lot of great work out there. So a shout out to him. Uh, but uh, let me read this this article uh, headline one more time and then we'll dive right in because I know I got sidetracked again. But relapses are through the roof. Overdoses are through the roof. How the pandemic is upping substance abuse. We're hearing about this a lot, right? About how many people are relapsing right now. How many people are struggling. I mentioned it in the very beginning. I can't imagine get trying to get sober right now and stay sober with all that's going on. I mean, um, definitely uh, a huge issue right now. And there's a little quote on here. It says, you take rehab, rehab.com. Our website traffic is up 382% in the last, uh, in the past 30 days with people looking for treatment for either substance abuse or mental health. Uh, it goes on to say, this is a pandemic within a pandemic, according to Tim Ryan. Um, a former hero, uh, Tim is a former heroin addict. His mission is to assist others struggling with substance abuse. In a Friday interview, uh, Tim explained how the stresses of isolation and financial trouble brought on by the pandemic by the pandemic are worsening addiction, both by pushing new users to substance uh, to abuse substances and making it more difficult for recovering addicts to stay sober. Rehab facilities are struggling to cope with the challenge of a viral outbreak, according to Ryan, who also said alcohol and fentanyl abuse seems to be especially uh, prevalent as the nation stays home. Um, so, you know, this is, this is a little bit of the point of, you know, what I had been talking about, about getting back into the rooms of, uh, of 12 step, getting back into the churches, getting back into the groups, because yes, there's risk involved, uh, with, with the coronavirus. Absolutely. It's a real thing. And, uh, you know, we definitely have to, to, to take precautions and be safe. And at the same time, um, you know, what does the other side of that coin look like or that situation look like when people's mental health is at risk and there's people relapsing, dying, uh, and potentially, um, you know, going back out, uh, after, you know, having years of it, years being in recovery or, you know, on the verge of trying to get better, trying to get the help that they need. And, uh, it's almost, you can almost create a case, uh, for is, is the actual pandemic, the solution to it, staying home and not going out worse than, um, you know, washing our hands, keeping a safe distance and actually going back out into the public and, uh, being able to, uh, you know, live a free life that a human being deserves instead of being on this, uh, you know, I put it in quote lockdown, um, you know, that, and that's an argument there. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to push any, uh, any, any agenda or anything like that. I do think it's a fair conversation to have though. I think it, I think we need to start having that kind of conversation because of what is actually going on right now. How are people coping with this and would it be better, you know, to be safe and take that risk, you know, that, that small risk that, that 
you know, you could potentially get sick versus the mental health risks of not being able to go out, not being able to get the help you need, not being able to go into public and, uh, um, you know, do your day-to-day things and, and be around people. We're social creatures and that, that isolation or alcohol drugs already isolates us. And now put on top of that, a, a, you know, a virus that, uh, that is, um, you know, a, a serious threat, no doubt, but at the same time, now we're being forced to isolate as well on top of the struggle with the addiction part of it. Uh, so you're, you're getting hit double time with it, and uh, it's not not a good thing. Uh, Tim goes on to say what people don't understand, or maybe they do because it was always in the news, we had a pandemic with the opiates and mental health prior to COVID. So what we really have done now is a pandemic within a pandemic, and relapses are through the roof. Uh, overdoses are through the roof. Calls to mental health hotlines are up 800%. And uh, I don't doubt that at all. I've, I've gotten a lot of emails, a lot of messages, uh, people getting the 90-day the uh, sobriety course, um, talk to a lot of people who have family members and are struggling. So, uh, you know, I'm seeing it firsthand. I'm here to tell you. And obviously, those of us who are also in the recovery community outside are seeing it just like Tim, who's talking about it here. Uh, and he goes on to say, whether someone was newly sober, three months, six months, nine months, a year, they need purpose and they need connection. Uh, they need their fellowship. And take the person that's coming up on 90 days sober. They can't go to a 12-step based meeting. They can't uh, get a 90-day coin. So a lot of people, on top of the instability of the market, the financial crisis, they might have lost a job. They're waiting on PPP funds. Um, you know, people are full of anxiety, panic, and the epidemic is getting worse. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough thing. And you know, there's alternatives. And I should have said this at the beginning. There's a Zoom meeting www.zoomaameetings.com every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. So you have options there in case there's, you know, I know there's some places that are starting to open up meetings, whether that's not in your area or whether you're a person who chooses to stay home and you don't want to be out in the public, there are options like Zoom meetings. And so you can go there and you can find that one in particular. I know there's a ton more, but that's the one that that I know about and have actively uh, been in. Um, zoomaameetings.com and uh, you know there's plenty of other resources like that out there to uh, to jump into um, one of the questions here they asked him have you experienced that the pandemic is pushing people towards addiction who haven't struggled with it before uh, Tim said it's pushing people towards it because that's what's happening take the husband or wife or the 20 something year old that would get home from work maybe have a few drinks well now they're isolating at home working through Zoom, starting to drink at three o'clock, starting to drink at one, starting to drink at 10, you know, see how that goes. People are self-medicating due to the quarantine and they're drinking more and abusing more and relapses are through the roof right now, Uh, which is so true. And, you know, Jess and I talked about this a couple of weeks back where we experienced this, Jess in particular, obviously, because I don't drink, uh, but she even noticed uh, her wine drinking habits have increased or had increased. in the last couple of months since this all happened, just because the stress level's high, there's not a whole lot to do. You're stuck at home and, uh, you know, alcohol is a tool and it helps you relax and it can help you kind of release and let go of some of the stresses of day-to-day grind. And so it's a really easy thing, even for somebody who lives with an, you know, an alcoholic, like my wife who knows about recovery, who is understands, you know, drinking habits and stuff. It's so easy for anybody to fall right back into some of those patterns and start to drink a little bit more. Um, 
So we got to be careful about that. And we got to be talking about that and be aware of what's going on. So maybe it's your spouse, you know, maybe it's your loved one or something. You start to see these patterns emerge and uh, it's important to, uh, to be aware that it's, it's not, it's not an abnormal thing right now either. There's a ton of people struggling with it. Um, the other question they ask, what is, what is it about the circumstances of being isolated in a home or in an apartment that can push people towards substance use? And Tim, uh, Tim Ryan, one more time, uh, Tim Ryan says, so what's happening is people need purpose. They need connection. They need fellowship. Now they're all alone. I should have Tim on the show sometime. I think we, uh, I think we had had a, a, a date scheduled at some point and it ended up not working out. This was probably a year, over a year ago by now. I should actually reach out to him. So if anyone knows Tim and, and you're listening and you want to do a podcast, have him on, that'd be great to do. I'll try to, try to reach out myself. But sometimes other people are good at making those connections. So I appreciate you if you do that. But he said, uh, now that they're all alone, even the people that are crossing the line now, they don't realize. And what happens is people aren't saying anything. You know, you see people, hey, it's a Friday night drinking party. Let's have a Zoom drinking party. We definitely have seen a few of those. People are embracing this. I'm not saying either that there's anything wrong with people who aren't necessarily uh, have an issue with alcohol getting together once a month or, you know, once, you know, in a, once in a while and having a couple, you know, drinks or whatever. If you can do that responsibly, I'm not judging is what I'm saying. But what we're talking about here is this is becoming more normal and you'll see it increases. It goes on these Zoom drinking parties and people are really embracing it. Uh, alcohol sales are up 250 percent. And you know what was funny? I think I mentioned this on on the podcast that I did at Primo's with Juan and Tamika was that I was driving into the into the nut tree about a month ago and everything was closed down in there. Um, it, it, I was actually going to Best Buy. Uh, nut tree is like a plaza in Vacaville. There's a bunch of stores and stuff and there's a Best Buy in there. I had ordered something online. They were doing curbside pickup. Well, as I was driving to get to Best Buy through the parking lot, you got to pass BevMo. And BevMo had a line out the door you know, people, there was probably, I don't know, seven, eight, nine people lined up, ready to go, ready to go in, uh, to get their, to get their booze on. You know what I mean? I don't know what the people, I don't know their situation. I don't know any of the details, but here's what I do know is that right there. Um, I, I, I personally saw alcohol being used as a tool to it's up 250%. It makes sense when you're seeing things like that, you know, what else is there to do? But it did piss me off a little bit because I thought to myself, well, wow, you can have a line out the door waiting to go in to buy alcohol, but I can't go to a meeting right now. This person who's struggling out there with a week of recovery can't go to a meeting right now. There's not any options for us you know, to go out and be social and be in community, but I can definitely go grab a bottle of booze and go back home and isolate and, and get drunk and let it all out. That's okay. I can buy a lottery ticket. You know, I can, I can go to the liquor store. I can do all that. I can go to Walmart. Here we go. I'm going to start going off. I don't want to do that at all because this is just, uh, you know, this is more just about talking about this stuff and trying to, trying to open up a little bit about it, get the conversation started, get people thinking. Um, but he says, what, but Tim goes on to say, and then we're going to move on to the next article. This is a great article, by the way, I'd highly recommend uh, checking this one out. Uh, but what else is feeling is domestic violence, child abuse, child abuse, neglect, suicide, because people are in so much panic. They don't know how to put their, uh, up their hand and ask for help. If they're crossing that line, their family members need to be cognizant of it and reach out for help. So I have, um, a couple of friends who are police officers. They've confirmed that you know, definitely they're seeing more calls in that area of abuse, domestic violence stuff. 
um, you know, uh, it's, it's just not a good thing. And he says, so if they're isolating, they're not showering. If they're sleeping half the morning away, if they don't have a routine, then obviously if they drink alcohol, if they're drinking more and drinking in the day, if they're getting prescriptions for anti-anxiety medication, Valium Xanax, those are also up 28% right now. Um, and so we, we really have to do a good job, a better job of, uh, of, of reaching out, of trying to all play our little part we all have a little part in this, right? Like, what is it? My little part is this podcast. My little part is talking to people in my community, trying to be a resource for people. Um, and you have a little part in it too, whether you're a day sober or whether you're 20 years sober. Um, you know, if we all do our part, start talking about this, start lobbying to help uh, bring people together. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, and provide some resources, some options, get people feeling okay to reach out. Uh, you know, it's such a, such a big thing. Um, I'm going to move on from this one. I want to kind of go down the list, but that's a, that's a great, uh, that was in the federal list by the way. Um, and, uh, at the federal list. And also I'll put the link to, uh, to this, uh, email. Uh, so you can subscribe to it if you'd like to. Let's see, Andy Irons and the ongoing saga of the surf world's opioid epidemic. That looks like a video. That looks cool. I might have to uh, to go back on that one. A month's delayed autopsy revealed the surfing star had died from a combination of a heart attack and drugs in his system, including medications for his bipolar disorder, as well as cocaine, methamphetamine, and methadone. That's at Inside Hook. Uh, that looks interesting. I'll have to go back and watch that. Uh, it's titled Surfing on Denial Watch, yeah. Uh, knowing exactly what steps to take. Uh, let's see. The world's going to hell. I should be alert for this. Five people on being sober in quarantine. Okay, so let's check this out here. What does this come? This comes from GQ. GQ.com. Do not sell my personal information. Thank you very much. We have that right here in California now that, uh, that they can't sell our personal info which whatever at this point, right? <laughs> I quit drinking. So this comes from uh, the world's going to hell. I should be alert for this. Five people on being sober in quarantine. What it's like to navigate sobriety during a pandemic. This comes from Gabriella. Uh, let's see, Paella. I apologize if I did not pronounce that correctly. Uh, I quit drinking in February 2016, which you may recall from that November turned out to be a hell of a year to quit drinking. So was every year before through 2020 might be the ninth circle of the inferno. When the gravity, oops, got to pop up there. When the gravity of the coronavirus pandemic first set in, I braced myself to get hit with the desire to drink my way through it. It wasn't that my commitment to remaining sober from alcohol had wavered. I knew on a cognitive level exactly how everything could and would unravel if I started drinking again, but I wasn't exactly emanting rays of sunshine and gratitude either. But when it was possible to move throughout the world, I came to dread the first warm spring day in New York City. Walking by rows, walking by rows of buoyant and bare-shouldered people gathered around sidewalk tables, laughing over glasses, dewy with consideration. I'd think wishing I could join them for just a single glass of wine, even though I never had once sat on an outdoor cafe and breezily enjoyed just a single glass of wine in my entire life. Oh, sorry. I'm just going down. I'm kind of browsing down here. This is a longer article than I thought. Great article, though, by the way. Not, I'm just trying to take a look at it. So I'm going to read some. I think what I'm going to do here, so, so I don't read th down the whole thing. You can check this out, gq.com. Like I said, I'll put the uh, 
I'll put the link in the show notes. The world's going to hell. I should be alert for this. Five people on being sober in quarantine. Um, my sobriety involves thinking of alcohol as boring. I'd rather do something fun in a crisis. Makes sense, right? Let's wild out. The world's coming to an end. Let's just get hammered. No, not a good idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I think it's a normal thought, right? Like, what the hell? Why not? It's going crazy. You might as well just while out. I hear my cat, my kitty mowing. Meowing. What's the problem here? Okay, I'll be right back. I'm going to put you on pause real quick. Hold on a second here. Hold on a second. All right, sorry about that. Sorry about that. I apologize. So unprofessional. You're so unprofessional, Raymer. You're unprofessional. All right. We got to fix that though. So Lucy got a kitten for her birthday a while back and it's been a little bit of a, her name's Ruby. It's a little Siamese. She's actually really cool. Big blue eyes. I don't understand. I don't think Ruby had anything to do with the color, by the way. It just was the name Lucy liked because there's no red on her at all. In any case, I no longer feel like I'm weakened or I have a handicap because I'm an alcoholic, but that I have sort of a minor superpower because of it. Interesting. It's gotten me reconnected to sobriety in a way, which it which this it has. It's kind of forced a lot of people to get reconnected to their sobriety because you're really having to practice a lot of this stuff right now, and it's really hard to do. I know it's hard for me to practice a lot of the stuff that we've learned just because it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day grind and news cycles and uncertainty and all that stuff. Uh, it can be uh, it can be tough. Um, so yeah, so go ahead and check that out. I'll put that in there once again at GQ article in there. He said, she said, Scott DeSick. I don't know if I pronounced that one right either. Plans to sue rehab for leaking photo facility speaks out. Uh, Noah Nordheimer, the CEO of the rehab facility, all points North lodge addressed the controversy with TMZ as well. He doesn't know who took the photo or leaked it and claimed that the rehab would take legal action when the person is identified the CEO insisted the protection of our clients' personal and confidential information is the utmost importance to us. I'm going to sue you because you took a picture. I mean, it did violate privacy, so I get that. Nobody wants their picture taken uh, for trying to get some help that they need. Sounds like a, a sticky, crappy situation, and uh, wish the both parties the best in that. Uh, but you can check that out in there too. Uh, let's see. Alcoholics Anonymous continues mission. Virtually watch. Hoping those struggling with substance abuse to move past their addiction. Looks like a YouTube video. Uh, putting the pieces together after escaping a California rehab cult at five. What is this? Wow. Jolette was separated from his parents at six months old. Dang. And spent the next four years being raised by strangers at the Church of Synanon's Ranch in Tamales Bay. Founded in 1958 as a tough love drug rehab program for hardened addicts like Jolette's father. Let's look into this a little bit more. This seems interesting. Wow. In 1995, a decade before Mikel Jolette became the frontman of the indie rock band The Airborne Toxic Event, he was a 20-year-old Stanford student enrolled in the university's popular psychology of mind control course taught by Philip Zimbardo of Stanford. Oh, wow. I remember reading about that, the Stanford prison experiment. That was crazy. Uh, Jolette remembers devouring the entire syllabus, reading about Jim Jones, People's Temple, and Vietnam prisoner of war camps, and thinking it all feels familiar, like reading your own family history. 
I need to take a quick drink here, dude. I don't know why that Yeti does that. I'm a little disappointed in Yeti. I got to say it. I've said they they were great about sending back. I bought a I bought one of the bottles with the top on it with the little straw and dude the I I mean my old Yeti used to hold ice for 24 hours at the minimum. And the last one I got it would barely hold it for half a day. And then they sent, so I sent it back. They sent me a new one and this one's a little better, but it's just not, I don't know if they outsourced or what they did, but it's not, not the same. Dang it. Yeti. I still love you, Yeti. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to hate on you, but I don't know, man. I don't know what the difference is. I heard the hydro flask is great in the Arctic as well. So we may have to try some new ones out, but Unlike most of his classmates, Jolette wasn't learning about cults with an intellectual curiosity about why people fall prey to charismatic leaders. For him, the class was personal. Jolette was separated from his parents at six months old, spent the next four years being raised by strangers at the Church of Synonyms Ranch in Tamales Bay, founded in 1958. I read that already. Uh, the self-help community morphed by the 70s into increasingly violent cult with centers throughout California and $3 million in assets. Wow. True believers shaved their heads, wore overalls, and obeyed founder Chuck Diedrich's diabolical protocols and penchant for social engineering. There were forced divorces, repartnerings, mandatory abortions, and the inhumane practice of separating infants like Mikhail from their parents. Gosh, that's terrible. Man. Looking at some of these pictures in here. Jeez, that is just... That's really crappy. Hmm. Hollywood Park. Looks like Mike's got a book out. Yeah, or uh, Mike Mikel. I think that's how you say it. Mikel Gillette. Gillette? I'm not sure. Maybe it's French. A memoir. Wow, it really goes into his life as a teenager... Yeah, good stuff. I don't know. Check it out. I'm going to keep moving on here, but definitely an interesting story there. Um, Substance abuse, success, and self-realization. Let's see. What is that? It looks like maybe it is a podcast. Oh, it's an interview. In this episode, we explore the connection between substance abuse and underlying mental health issues, how addiction can affect creativity and career. Also hear about treatment with Dr. Zev Schumann Oliver, an addiction psychiatrist focused on mindfulness as a path to healing. Good stuff there. Overdoses are down in New York State. Watch. Looks like a video. Uh, The Flash star Logan Williams struggled with addiction uh, for years before death. He died of a fentanyl overdose. Uh, Let's see. Marilise Williams admitted her son Logan struggled with addiction for three years. The Flash star died days before his 17th birthday. Gosh, that's so sad. She sent him to an expensive treatment center in the U.S. and to a British Columbia facility for a month before that. It's really, really sad. So young and such a long life ahead and just snuffed out by addiction. And, uh, you know, that's one example of these specific cases of young people, you know, that, uh, that are happening on the, you know, every day that we don't hear about. Uh, so man, see, and that's, that's what makes me proud to play. Like I said, my little part, just, just talking, just talking about it, creating conversation. That's it. Harm reduction works an exciting new alternative to narcotics anonymous 
12 steps only support abstinence or come with other one-size-fits-all philosophies with which many people take issue. If COVID-19 has you using drugs in an unhealthy way, and if you're not thrilled at the idea of surrounding yourself to a higher power, uh, there looks like there's some other harm reduction uh, uh, options out there. Uh, that's at Filter Mag. So, you know, let me let me just comment really briefly on that. Like I said, 12-step has worked for me. I believe in it. I've seen it work in other people. Um, I also understand that there's not a one-size-fits-all for everybody. Everybody's a little bit different, and I've always tried to honor that on, on that sober guy, is that find something that works for you. Just because one thing works for somebody doesn't mean it's going to work for you, and, and vice versa. You know what I mean? So you really got to get out there and, and search and try to find what you feel like works best. Now, that said, that doesn't mean that you can be a lazy ass in the same and, and you know, kind of half-ass it, I guess. Like, you got to put the work in no matter what program or what thing you're doing. You got to show up, got to do the work, got to, you know, do the best you can. At the same time, check out some different things. You know, maybe it's 12-step, maybe it's not. Maybe it's... uh you know, who knows? There's all kinds of options out there. So um, just do something is more to the point. Um, let's see. Time to use your spiritualized uh, muggle struggles, trying to teach normies 12-step basics to navigate the pandemic. Firm recalls Akron's role in AA's founding. Uh, film, I'm sorry. Film recalls Akron's role in AA founding. The film's director, this is at the Beacon Journal, uh, the film's director, Kathy Anderson, said she was looking forward to returning to Akron for the showing of Witness to a Miracle, the Mary uh, Cyberling tapes. Mary Cyberling. I want to say we had, I mean, I'm totally drawing a blank on the gentleman's name, the history of AA Big Book. It was a few episodes in the late 200s, I think, and... Uh, I want his name was William something. I don't have the book in front of me right now. Dang it! But he wrote a book, and I want to say Mary Cyberling was he. He did a, a a part of the book was actually on this too. So um, it looks like witness to the miracle, the Mary Cyberling tapes in the place where it all began. A doc a documentary film about the historic meeting arranged by Henrietta Cyberling, where she introduced Bill Wilson to Doctor Bob. Uh, interesting. So it looks like there's a documentary on there that you can go check out. Uh, let's see. All the right reasons. Back to the Scott uh, DeSick guy, the actor Hollywood dude. Didn't go. He didn't go to rehab for just sobriety because DeSick seemed to be doing so well in his sobriety. Many fans were shocked to hear that he had recently checked himself into rehab. It turns out that DeSick was not in rehab for substance abuse. Instead, he went to treat a problem that was very common among celebrities, which I did read a little bit into this, and there was some past trauma, some past things with death uh, that we don't deal with. And I think that's a great point to, to point out is that it's not the alcohol, it's not the drugs a lot of the time. That's the tool we use to deal with the old past crap that we don't know how to deal with or present situations in life. So some of us have had chaotic childhoods. Some of us had trauma happen to us when we were young. Um, we didn't deal with things properly. We don't know how to deal with things today. And that can create a lot of anxiety, stress, depression, all that stuff. And what do we do to do it, to cope with that? The easy tool is to use alcohol, to use drugs, to numb out or to escape from that reality. And that's what we see a lot. And so I think that was the point to that is he'd already been in some treatment before he was already had been some, had been sober. Allegedly, that's what the, you know, what was being reported. I don't know. I don't know the guy I wasn't there, but, um, in, in 
any case, he ended up going back to get some help for that, which I think if that's the, if that's true right there, I mean, I think that's great. How hard is it to go back and revisit some of those things that we've experienced as, as children or in our young uh, teens, you know, even into our young years as an adult? Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, but that's a lot of the time by addressing some of that stuff, creating forgiveness, getting rid of resentments, um, learning how to deal and cope with things in a healthy manner versus using substances. That's where a lot of the healing comes in and where we can start to, uh, to, to get some, um, you know, to get some healing, to get some peace, to get some joy in that. So good for him if that's the case. Um, therapist, the four, oh, the four agreements by Don Miguel Riz, one of the first books that I read back in the day, uh, in sobriety. Uh, and, and Seth is actually the one who, uh, who had recommended this. Ooh, the items from Sticker Mule uh, just went out. Ordered some new stickers from Sticker Mule. Great company, by the way. If you'd like to get some stickers, uh, you can definitely use Sticker Mule. They give you little deals here and there, which is always awesome. I think I got 50 stickers for like 20 bucks or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you do want stickers and you'd like to do it e- an easier way to support the podcast too, you can go to the merch store on that soberguy.com, order some stickers, some merch there too. Um, but anyways, the four agreements of Don Miguel Rez, a power up for your psychotherapy work. Don Miguel Rez is author of the four agreements, by the way, states four agreements between us and that the world and the world that can bring joy, satisfaction, health, good relationship and, and success in our lives. I want to check this. I'm going to click on this really quick here. The four agreements. Let's go over the four agreements really fast here. Be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. That's the first agreement. Number two, don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. Uh, agreement three, don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. Such a great thing. How hard is that sometimes to not take things personally? But we're human beings. That's what we do. We take things very personal. And when we can learn to not do that, man, helps out a lot. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you're immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. And number four of Don Miguel Ruiz Ruiz, however you prefer to say that, uh, four agreements. Number four, always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you're healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstances, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and self-regret. Good stuff right there. Uh, and I'd highly recommend checking out that book, The Four Agreements. It's an easy read. It's on audio. I have it on audiobook, and I think it's only just over two hours to get through. So it's two one long podcast or, or two hour long podcast, basically, if you're comparing it, you could get through it on a, on a, you know, commute or whatever, and maybe in two spots, but definitely check that out, especially if you're early on in recovery. Uh, when the student is ready, these six steps were crucial in ending my addiction. Every time I would get sober, I would feel anxious, discontent, easily annoyed in my own skin. Whenever I would desire a change, I'd reach for something outside myself, drugs, alcohol, relationships, or one that we forget about often. I sure as hell don't food. That's at mind, body, and green. How not to transcend recovery. Sober spokesperson Ryan Leaf arrested for misdemeanor domestic battery. No way. I didn't even see that. 
Oh, man, that's a bummer, dude. Let's see what happened here. Former NFL quarterback Ryan Leaf was arrested in Palm Springs, California on Friday for misdemeanor domestic battery. Leaf's bail was set for five grand. Chargers selected Leaf with the second overall choice in 1988, but his career did not last long. He started 18 games, going 4-14, 13 touchdowns. Leaf finished his career in Dallas in 2001, going 0-3 with one touchdown and one interception. If you'd like to hear, I uh, actually had Ryan on the podcast when he first got out of prison and uh, was starting to get back into recoveries, working for Transcend at the time, who I just actually had Asher, who... Uh, owns transcend just on just a little bit ago but ryan was a, a spokesperson uh, partnered up with them uh, for a great great place and he was awesome and he great interview a lot of stuff uh to talk about very openly sharing he said uh leaf 44 has openly talked about his personal problems which included an addiction to prescription pain medi- medicine and his multiple arrests on burglary and drug charges his release from prison in t- 2014 marked the last time he'd been behind bars he has shared his recovery story as a motivational speaker in recent years and has become a program ambassador for a sober living environment with homes in multiple cities, which I don't believe, uh, just for the record, that uh, that Ryan still is with Transcend. Uh, so he is, you know, he's departed from that partnership, that agreement or whatever. Um, and obviously this is, this is bad news. I don't know the whole story. I'm not passing judgment by any means. I wish Ryan the best and his, and his spouse or whoever was, uh, the, on the other end of this battery charge, um, man, we're praying for you guys. And, uh, man, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a crappy thing to hear, but, uh, you know, Hey, it's life and we mess up sometimes and, and we got to pay the consequences and, uh, and try to do better. Not good though. Um, UK sobriety ankle tags to monitor offenders sweat. Well, that's crazy. Under the scheme, courts will be able to hand out an alcohol abstinence order requiring the offender to abstain from alcohol for up to four months and wear the electronic tag. Wow. Recovery coaches connect. The opposite of addiction is connection. I've sent three times as many people from detox mid-March to mid-May last year. Liquor sales are up 243%. We saw that. Oh, man. I think that's about it here. This is America. Alabama Alabama mayoral hopeful suggests bringing back public hanging for convicted. What? Please consider that drug dealers have murdered for profit approximately one million teenagers, sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers, aunts, and uncles in a short 20-year period. Wow. That is crazy. I have no comments on that. That's just insane. I'd have to read a little bit more into that before I even wanted to mess with that one. That sounds insane, though. Where are the stars from Celebrity Rehab now? Dr. Drew Prince, uh, Pint, Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew Pinsky is an addiction, in case you don't know, recovery expert who rose to fame as one of the hosts of the syndicated radio talk show Loveline. Pinsky left the radio show in 2016. His early media presence might explain his instincts for what makes good infotainment. So more Hollywood stuff. A lot of Hollywood stuff in here. I think this is out of L.A., this uh, this um, email, article, articles, whatever. But it's a, it's a cool thing to kind of get, get into a little bit. There's definitely some good stuff in here. And I appreciate them sending it our way. The Weekend Addiction Recovery E-Bulletin. Um, so if you want to visit their website and you'd like to uh, subscribe to that email 
and get some of those articles on a regular basis, whether you are in recovery yourself, whether you're a professional in recovery, I would recommend it if you don't get it already. It's addictionrecoverybulletin.org. I just took note of that. I'm going to put it in the show notes right now. So that way you can go in there and uh, check it out. Let's see, we just did that there. I uh, appreciate you guys. I know it's a little bit, bit of a different episode today, just kind of a little bit of commentary going over some stuff. But at the end of the day, just want to remind you again, you're not alone. There's options out there. There's help. Reach out to Promises. Reach out to us. You can hit us up on Instagram, at Real That Sober Guy. Go to the website. There's other resources. There's meeting finders in your area if meetings are starting to open up. There's the 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific 9 p.m. Eastern Zoom meeting. That's uh, zoomaameetings.com. And there's lots of podcasts, lots of stuff out there for you guys. So hang in there, do well, be good. Um, Man, love this life. It's short and God has a special purpose for you. I promise you that he's got that for each and every one of us. So thank you for tuning in today. Peace, love, and respect and keep your blood clean.